Paul's writing to the people of Corinth. A multi-ethnic, multi-faith, multilingual, pluralist, permissive society. Sounds a bit like ours, actually, doesn't it? Paul's writing to a culture that is very much like ours because it's full of people, human beings. And I love this bit in chapter 9 where it sort of says, I don't need to write this to you, but I'm going to write it anyway. And there's something about that 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 I'd love for us just to take on board today because actually he's already written in chapter 8 about encouraging generosity and then he's kind of saying I don't need to say this do I but I'm going to say it you see we'd say that generosity was a good thing wouldn't we wouldn't we I'm being slightly blinded by the light I'm going to try and escape from the the sunlight well we would we'd say that generosity is a good thing wouldn't we but maybe in our head we say it's a good thing because we're saying, yeah, and I really hope that people will be generous to me. Or other people need to be more generous. Or I hope people notice that I'm actually pretty generous. Some of those things can just creep in to our thinking as we seek to try to be generous. And as a nation, I, I think we're actually quite good at being generous. Think about things like children in need, sport relief, comic relief, other kind of appeals for disaster relief. We are quite good at being generous. You see staggering amounts of money donated on those occasions. But does that make us generous? Or does it just make us a bit weary of the constant request to give? I I think Paul understands something of our human nature. That actually generosity is something that we're very happy with in theory. But actually, when it comes to putting it in practice, and there are three things in this passage that I'd love us just to very quickly look at this morning. But just let's go back for a minute to that thing we did earlier where we said, what three things are most precious to me? And we had some very worthy answers, I have to say. And some of those worthy answers, I'm sure, are absolutely heartfelt. But I wonder, I wonder, would you be prepared to give those precious things away? if you were asked to do so by the Lord? Would you be prepared to give that which is most precious to you up for God? Think about Jesus' encounter with the rich young ruler. He had it all in his head. But when Jesus said, now go and sell everything, he went away sad. Now, it's not that we do have to just go and give everything away, but where is our heart when it comes to giving? 
And you see, Paul in this passage illustrates the very heart of why we as a church seek to be generous. For God so loved the world that he gave. What did God give? His son. He didn't give stuff that he didn't really need anymore. He gave the most precious thing that we might live. And Paul, in chapter 8, verse 9, points to Jesus. That God gave the most precious thing. He made himself poor that we might be rich. Our generosity needs to stem from the sheer undeserved generosity of God to us. And we need to be reminded of that. I need to be reminded of that daily. That the generosity of my heart is not because I'm a half-decent person. Well, I struggle with that sometimes. But it's actually because of the generosity of God. Now, please don't get me wrong. Giving our stuff away to charity shops is absolutely fine. Giving things that we don't need anymore to a good use, that's absolutely wonderful. But is that as far as our generosity goes? That we're happy to let go of stuff that actually wouldn't really miss it anyway. It's been in the cupboard for six months. In fact, it would do me a service because it would declutter. Is that as far as our generosity goes? Or does it come from our very hearts that we would be prepared to give until it hurts? And so Paul, giving the example of Jesus, then goes on to say, look at the Macedonian church in chapter 8. These guys are poor, poverty-stricken, hard-pressed. But you know what they're doing? They are begging Paul to let them give. They see it as a privilege. It's a matter of grace for them. It's a matter of being in fellowship for them. It's the complete opposite of being self-absorbed. It's about wanting to give until it hurts. And Paul says, look at that. Look at that woman who opens her home and gives the best room for the project to operate in. How often would we do that? Paul is encouraging us to see, not out of guilt, but out of response to what God has done for us, that we would give and be generous. And then the third thing, having looked at Jesus, having looked at the Macedonians, the third thing in this passage is he comes to the Corinthians and he recognises that they're up for giving. They've given before, they've done so well, but they are human beings. And he's just got this sneaking feeling that they've kind of said, yeah, we'll give to the Macedonians, but actually if the Macedonians turned up tomorrow, ooh, quick, quick, let's get something together. Let's just, whoa, here you go. 
there's kind of a sense of, hmm, maybe we just need to remind them that the giving would be done not grudgingly, chapter 9, but generously and gladly. Why? Not because they are any better, but because they recognise the goodness of God and that their hearts are being transformed. A little bit of useless information here. Saw a tweet the other day from Nicky Gumbel who said this, did you know that the word believed is used 272 times in the Bible? The word pray is used 371 times in the Bible. The word love is used 714 times in the Bible. The word give is used 2,162 times in the Bible. Is that significant? Don't know. Sounds significant to me. So what about for us? As church, as we seek to think, yeah, generosity needs to be one of our values. Is this just about money? I've got this image in my head of, do you remember Live Aid? Some of you will remember Live Aid back in the 80s. And Bob Geldof getting so animated, he was virtually sticking his head through the camera saying, give me your money! He was so animated. It's not about that. It's not about, give me your money. That's not what Paul is saying. Of course, money is a necessity to keep ministry afloat here in Fivehead. But we are so grateful to God for the way that, that, that he is providing for us. And of course we need that to continue. But that's not what this is all about. It's a reminder that we need to respond in generosity from our hearts because of what God has done for us. To see that, as I often say when we bring the offering, that all that we have is a gift from God. Our money, our time, our gifts, our talents. And that we give those not to gain power or prestige. We give those not to to make ourselves feel better, but we do that out of response for the goodness that God has given to us. And we do that not just on a Sunday, but on a Monday morning when we meet with other folk. Our hearts are generous. That's what Paul's asking. That our hearts are generous towards anyone that we meet. Would you be known for your generosity of spirit? Would that characterise you if somebody was to describe you? Are you known because you give of yourself wherever you are? Because your heart is, is overflowing with the generosity of God? Are we known as a church for our generosity? 
think it's a vital, vital thing that we continually consider and ask the Lord to speak to us and through us that we be generous. There is huge generosity in this church. But we're human beings. And we need to keep coming back and saying, Lord, how can I be generous? Where can I be generous? Maybe the challenge this morning is to kind of put the notion, yeah, I think I am generous. Actually put it into action like Paul was doing with the Corinthians. Maybe the response for you this morning is, actually, forgive me, Lord, for my pride in wanting recognition because I've just done so much and given so much. Or maybe this morning there's affirmation that as you look at yourself, you recognise that God has helped you to be a generous person. May we be a church that is characterised by generosity. May we be a church that overflows in this way, in all aspects of our lives. Really encourage you to read those two chapters again this week, please. And ask the Lord to speak to you through those words.